Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams. And when I'm not behind the mic on this podcast, I'm usually hosting an event, hosting a meetup, uh, teaching people how to raise equity. And actually, we have a, a huge event. It, last year, it was one of the biggest events for all of multifamily. And it's coming up on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I hope you'll attend. Go to RaisingMoneySummit.com and then you can get a discount by putting in the promo code PODCAST. So just my podcast listeners, get this awesome promo code. Just put in PODCAST and, and I'll know that you got it. You heard it here on the podcast and you'll get a giant discount. So go to RaisingMoneySummit.com and then put in the promo code at checkout PODCAST. You get a big discount and I'll see you there October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. All right, guys, we are back-to-back -back episodes and I cannot wait. So we're going to be recording a couple episodes today with Carol Ellis, uh, one of my favorite people, and, and her husband's another one of my favorite people. These guys are just doing amazing things for other investors. So one of the things that they do is their self-directed investor podcast, their self-directed investor, uh, expert, a Facebook page. So you should, you ought to be following Carol and Brian Ellis. Uh, absolutely. Everything that they put out is for you. So I just want to get started with that. Now, what we are going to talk about is a little bit about this uh, really interesting thing that happened in New York that might burst a bubble in multifamily. So you wanna hear what we're about to say. Another one is she's gonna cover some landlord changes. And finally, we're gonna talk about this thing that the FHA just approved about fast track financing for low income tax program. And we'll probably do a second one all about Oz and guys if, and girls, if you're listening right now, and you think you know everything about Oz, you don't. And if you're listening right now and you think that you have way too much money and you have to invest in Oz and you're like, I got to get this money, you're going to want to listen to the end because there might be some danger happening and we'll discuss it on this episode. So let me get started here. Miss Carol Ellis, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm so happy I'm to be here. I'm glad you're glad because I'm <laughs> grateful to have you and I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, let me just take me back because you guys have been in this industry for a while and you've been adding content for a while. I remember following you like two or three years ago. Um, and so let me just ask you, where, when did you get started in real estate? Well, um, Brian has been in real estate, of course, who's my husband and partner. Brian's been in real estate since the 90s. Um, and I got involved with the Brian Ellis investing letter in the mid 2000s, right before the crash. Um, and at that time, we were, you know, educating investors and providing timely news content. And uh, we have certainly expanded that role since then. Uh, we work with all self-directed investors and interested in all types of alternative assets. But um, we have pretty much, that's when I got started was in 2006 with Brian and uh, we have been involved ever since. Perfect. Thank you for going into that. Now here is the three things that we really want to discuss on this episode. What is going on with New York and how is that going to affect multifamily? Okay, so 
last year, in la last August, actually, in uh, August 2018, there was a big expose in the Wall Street Journal, and basically they went into all this detail about how pretty much everything that went on in single family um, in terms of falsifying income and uh, anything you could make up and put on a stated form um, and not actually verify uh, all the things that went on in the mid 2000s that contributed to the housing crash in a major way um, were essentially allegedly still going on in multifamily because a lot of the reform legislation didn't really address it. So this is back in August 2018 and then a lot of people had a lot of fun with a lot of headlines about you know would it explode the multifamily industry and um, some other things that were fun to click but I think might have been overstatements. So now um, that investigation which involved uh, the New York attorney, the U.S. Attorney's Office, um, the FBI, all sorts of you know, all sorts of different government entities has come to fruition and they had, I think, four guys that they were looking at and um, two of them have pled guilty to the single charge of conspiracy to commit bank fraud. However, those two guys alone potentially were involved in about one and a half billion dollars worth of funding that was then purchased by Fannie and Freddie, um, which you know, once again, sounds catastrophic and makes for some really great headlines, but there's really still a pretty big question about what it will actually do, if anything, to the multifamily sector. It depends a lot on whether the people who took out those loans somehow, I don't know, you know, so, somehow were working with those people and didn't realize what they were doing. Did they use the funds the way they said they were? There are a lot of additional things, but it was a big problem. You know, they did things like there was a whole program about how to make your vacant properties look inhabited so that you could get more funding and things like that. So I think that mainly it's something to watch, um, but I'm not convinced that it's necessarily going to blow up a bubble that may or may not even exist in the first place. I would be curious to know what you think. <laughs> no, I am just learning of it from you. So I'm very grateful to have you on the show to talk about this. Most of our episodes are very, very evergreen, and this is very timely. This, is, this episode is something like, if you're on Facebook right now and watching this, you definitely want to watch through the end, find out what else we have for landlord changes, find out what's going on with the FHA-approved fast-track financing, and then boom, Oz could be very dangerous. Ozones. So we'll get into that a little bit here. Uh, tell me about the landlord changes that you thought were affecting uh, the real estate right now. Well, um, actually, it was a really great study that um, actually Rent Cafe did. And um, they did this thing that basically went into a fair amount of detail about how landlord relevant legislation is changing and it is veering hard in the direction of tenant rights, which on the face of it, I sound like a really horrible person when I say, you know, oh, you got to be careful because that's not necessarily good, but it does create a situation, especially for a smaller landlord operating a smaller number of units where educated tenants can really take massive advantage of the situation. And uh, basically what they established was that um, as a nation, we are veering toward more documented regulations that protect tenant rights. And also um, they, you know, they did some things like they talked about how, um, you know, for example, 
if I, if I'm renting a unit and I want to do some repairs, what states are going to let me just sort of, you know, willy nilly deduct things from my rent, you know, versus things that are going to protect you as a landlord and states that are going to protect you as a landlord and at least document what's allowed and what's not, um, what kind of lawsuits are an option for both of us after that point, things like that. And I just found it a little bit, again, it makes me sound mean, but it's a little bit disconcerting if you've got a national shift away from the interest of the people that are providing housing for a very large portion of the population. I 100% agree. And if you're listening, here's the, what you should focus on when you're deciding a place to be a landlord in, especially a multifamily landlord in. Here's a few things that you want to talk about or think about. Are jobs moving there? Okay. Are wages increasing there? Not just more jobs, but are the wages ever increasing? What's the cost of living there? How many people already live and are people moving there or moving away from there? And one of the biggest ones, absolutely, is, is it landlord friendly or tenant friendly? If you are a landlord, you have to be making sure that you understand the laws where you're going to be getting into. All right, so let's talk about FHA uh, and what's going on with the low income. Sure. Can, can I say one more thing about the landlord? Please. Yes, yes. In a lot of ways, multifamily landlords um, who are working either with other landlords or who are working in larger groups tend to have a little bit more of an advantage than um, somebody who's trying to own like a bunch of single families, um, just because they're not necessarily on their own the same way. Um, you'll hear a lot of landlords say that they really like that. So okay, relevant. Okay, got it. <laughs> And yeah, so what about the FHA? What's going on there? Okay, so they have recently, um, they, back in 2012, the Federal Housing Administration launched a program called the Tax Credit Pilot. And uh, then it became known just as the pilot. So that's you know, super easy to find, um, <laughs> highly descriptive. But basically, it said that there were certain things and certain kinds of properties that you could fast track your financing for. Um, if they had been recently constructed, if they had really good occupancy rates, um, if they were already approved um, and providing like Section 8 rental assistance, things like that, or if they were tax credit properties that were just seeking renewals. All of those things fell under this program because a lot of times people would actually lose their tax credits because it took so long to reapply for financing. And so the goal was to keep those properties alive and functioning in the ways that made investors want to own them. Um, so it went really well, basically. <laughs> so and, some, okay, yeah, so sum it up, like what, with what FHA is doing, how does it affect uh, real estate investors? Well, it, if, if you already have one of those properties, it's wonderful because now you can use this in more places, but also now you are eligible if you're doing new construction, and um, also if you need to do substantial rehabs to your properties. Both of those types of projects were not eligible previously. Um, it could cut as many as 60 days off of your timeline, which could be huge. Great, great. All right, and now a teaser for the next episode. Not everybody loves O zones, opportunity zones. They can be a very good thing, but there's a few reasons why you need to be careful. I've been saying that for a little while, but what's really interesting is Carol Ellis was at a conference and there was a whole panel about ozones 
and you're going to want to stay tuned for the next episodes. Hey, podcast listener, I will be in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 26th, and 27th of this year. July 25th, 26th, and 27th. I'd love to meet you there, but that's not why I'm sharing this. Why I'm sharing this is, holy cow, the people that are going to be speaking at this event, I mean, there's going to be hundreds of attendees. Hal Elrod, Corey Peterson, Robert Helms, Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, me, Adam Adams, Matt Fairclough, David Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. It'll be in Dallas, Texas on July. I almost forgot. July 25th, 26th and 27th i want you to go get your tickets just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash adam if you do the forward slash adam you save an, an extra hundred bucks okay don't just go to dealmakerliveevent.com because then you pay an extra hundred bucks but go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash adam and i'll just put that link in the show notes see you there